all God's promises are yes and amen. And I was thinking there's more. I oh, know, how do I say this? Um, they are absolutely solid and reliable. And if God says something, he will perform it. It's more reliable than the bus that goes from the end of my road into town that's supposed to come at 35 minutes past the hour. All God's promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And, you know, the more we get hold of that, um, the deeper we'll go in our intimate relationship and our fruitfulness. I had somebody come to me at lunchtime and said, you're jolly confident in hearing God. Please remember that I have been on this journey for many years. Now, you know, Wimbledon next week, they didn't all start on the Wimbledon stage. Probably when they were children, mum gave them a tennis racket and said, try this one. And oh, it, it went over the net. And then there was some gifting showing. And so <coughs> my journey is one of years. And I want to encourage you in that. And <coughs> to take the next step and the next step and the next step. And you'll be surprised where God leads you. And uh, I just want to say that. The other thing that I'm surprised God didn't get me to speak on this weekend is fruitfulness through blessing. And um, <coughs> you have a book on the table there that I picked up. The Grace Outpouring, uh, Amazing Stories of God work, uh, God's Work at Faulty Brannan in Wales, a retreat centre. And they got hold of blessing as one of the foundational things there. They blessed the local sheep who started having triplets, so they had to stop blessing the sheep. <laughs> and then they had, they're on the edge of the Preselis, they had the Welsh water board saying, can we come and have a, a meeting because um, we want to meet at your place because we don't quite understand why the water table is rising. Come on. <coughs> and so I would encourage you to explore blessing. I was standing, um, no, it was, where are we now? We're 2023, 22. It was, I think, summer 22. God said to me, I'm going to give you some of heaven's secrets into climate. So I thought, ooh, that's nice. And I was standing in my hallway one day, and he said, blessing. And I said, well, that's far too easy. <laughs> and then I had to repent of that. Um, but there is something about it. There's a group of us working at the moment prophetically on heaven's secrets for stewarding the earth. And one of our guys is, um, works a lot with the UN. And he said, Caroline, I think we go to the U UN and present a document. Because you've got all the scientists looking at this, that, and the other, but nobody's looking at the spiritual. You start blessing your land, and you see it, and start blessing Swanley, and see what happens. Anyway, I'm very surprised God didn't get me to speak on that, but he didn't. So I won't go further with it. But it's worth exploring. Oh, dear, yes. So... <coughs> uh, 
being equipped by Holy Spirit. Relationship with Holy Spirit brings amazing fruitfulness. And this all ties in with intimacy. It ties in with obedience to the word. <clears throat> and so let's look at our key scripture again, John 15. But I have called you friends for all things I heard from my father, I have made known to you. And so this was Jesus' lifestyle. And as we go on a lifestyle of abiding and communion and conversation, Father begins, or Holy Spirit, I don't know, doesn't matter which one, they'll post the letter to the right box. Um, and, um, <coughs> you know, we get amazing fruit. I mean, look at Jesus' fruitfulness. Came from listening to his father. And I don't think we do enough listening. You know, we're very ready to pray, think, oh, I've got to speak. But actually, we had a guy come and speak at our church, one of the other local uh, church leaders, and he was impressing on us to start with listening. That's why I've put that ear on and got you to listen, because we don't listen enough. We're very easy to, oh, I'll just pray, ba 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 you know. But sit and listen. Make that a lifestyle choice to start by listening every day. I remember hearing about a surgeon who listened every day. And he said it took him into some amazing procedures uh, in, in, in the um, operating room. See, Father knows. And the more we interact with Holy Spirit, the more fruitful we will be. Now, <coughs> this is the most hilarious story. After Peter stepped into glory, I had no clue about some of the domestic things at all. I had no clue how the, I knew how to override the central heating system, but I had no idea how to set the time clock and do this and this and this and this. Uh, we'd bought the house, um, <coughs> and the heating system was in, and there was no book of words. And probably if I'd gone online, I would have found one. So it came to change the clocks that time of year, and I was thinking, that was, must have been March. I thought, I have no idea how to do this. So I looked at the, the time clock, and I said, Holy Spirit, show me how to do this. And he said, do this, do this, do this, do this. And I changed the clock. Come on. There's nothing he doesn't know. He's more powerful and effective than Google. Let him be our first port of call rather than, Caroline, I'm speaking to you here, yourself, rather than Google. It's amazing. He really is. And... <coughs> I just want to read this to you, and I'm going to have to read it from the screen because I don't think it's in my notes. This is the message from John 15:19. So Jesus explained himself at length. <laughs> I think that's lovely. <laughs> I'm telling you this straight. The Son of Man can't independently do a thing, only what he sees the Father doing. What the father does, the son does. The father loves the son 
and includes him in everything he does. Come on. Who is seated with Christ in heavenly places? Christ in me, the hope of glory. So he includes me in everything he wants to do. How about that? And he knows everything about everything. Thursday. Now, I mentioned earlier, I mean, um, my principal thing used to be leadership, mentoring, and coaching, which I love. Um, and must have been 2019 in the autumn, God said to me, I want you to take your creativity center stage. So I used to really cheeky think. I used to sit first class on the train to London with all these people around with their laptops and this, that, and the other, and I would be knitting. That was quite a deliberate thing. <laughs> I was being provocative. Um, but gradually, God has taken me on this journey of um, weaving. It's not my own loom now. Uh, but I weave with Holy Spirit. He tells me what to do. And uh, spinning. And then I did some solar dyeing two weeks ago, which was great fun. Um, and I had frozen daffodil heads in the spring, so I got them ready to use. But what you find is when you put them in with yarn in a pot, put them outside and keep stirring, all the flowers go to pieces. So the yarn gets all yucky. And I thought, now I need to put the yarn in the bag. And so <coughs> it was sort of in the back of my mind, now I need to do that, either make it or find it. So Thursday, when I came to do my principal preparation, I was due to go to a business networking day, which was going to take me an hour and a half to get there. And I thought, actually, I'm going to say I'm not going because three hours in the car doesn't help me to prepare this stuff. And so suddenly in the morning, Holy Spirit said, let's go out to coffee at Wiccan Vineyard. There's something I want to show you. Now, I was talking about obedience to somebody at lunchtime. We think obedience is saying, yes, I'll go to Africa. But I think obedience is, is responding to his nudges and saying yes. So I thought, well, this is crazy. I've said no to this business day. I've got all this I need to do. I thought, no, this is what I must do. So I went over to this vineyard and had coffee, walked around the shop, and would you believe it, what was there? It was a cotton, organic cotton little bag with holes in it. And I thought, there it is. That's what I'm supposed to see. <laughs> and so I bought it. I haven't got to hang around looking and wondering and making it. He knows what I need. So I want to impart to you a life of responding to his nudges. Like sometimes he says to me, now go to the bedroom and get so-and-so. And on the way, he reminds me of something else I should have done. That is obedience at its bottom line. And when we respond to his nudges in the little things, then I think the greater things open up and ena enables fruitfulness by listening to his nudges. And something I had learned, I suddenly started realizing about a, where are we, about a year ago, and I suddenly started realizing I think about something, I want I need to know how to do this. And immediately, Holy Spirit would give me the answer. Didn't matter what it was. 
he would give me the answer. And I was, oh, this will be interesting. <laughs> I haven't been here before. But it, I realized that it does, it stops you worrying. I hadn't got to think about, I, ca I can't remember an example to tell you, but I would think, well, how do I do this? And immediately they'd give me the answer. And so I wasn't left worrying, spending hours all thinking, how do I do this? How do I make this little bag that I needed? You know, it was there. Now, I want to impress upon you again, this is a journey. And the more we respond to their nudges, I think the more they enjoy giving us them. And <coughs> so I wanted us to look at uh, who this Holy Spirit is. Okay. Oh, I thought I'd done the slide on that. Sorry, I'm going a bit. Maybe not quite. No? Oh, one minute. I'm so sorry. I thought I had done the slide on. Anyway. So I'm just going to um, talk to you about who the Holy Spirit is. Because so often we don't know. And... Um, He's a counsellor, John 14, 26. Wow. Isn't that good? Make him the first port of call if we need counselling or if we need to know something. He's a helper, uh, 2 Timothy 1, 4. Yeah, I like that. An instant helper. An advocate. An intercessor. A strengthener. A standby and in, an encourager, stand by John 14, 20, uh, 25, one called alongside us. Woo. That's who he is. That is who, he, who is inside us. And he's there to help. He's there to strengthen. He's there to give wisdom. So is he capable of equipping us? Do you think he is? So let's make him our first point of call as equipping, to equip us. As we are entwined with Father Jesus and the Holy Spirit, he is innate with us. So <coughs> then his gifts and his fruit are. Think about that. I won't pray for anybody for joy because it's already in us. I said, I'll pray for it to be released in you, because the Holy Spirit is always already in us. So there are his fruit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those things are innate within us. So, you know, our prayer might be, give us more love. Well, that's a bit of a waste of prayer. It says, I would say, release your love in me. So it comes out. Yes. So let's look at his gifts, his, the revelatory gifts. I have to use my microphone. <laughs> I wish I'd got a hang of all this before COVID. Uh, word of wisdom.
So the revelatory gifts, word of wisdom, he gives you a word of wisdom to somebody or in a situation. Word of knowledge, something that you couldn't have known on your own, but you, 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 you know, he gives you that insight. Faith, knowledge of gifts. Healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, gift of tongues, interpreting of tongues. All of these gifts are to bring fruitfulness. So I would encourage you to go on a journey and develop the ones Holy Spirit shows you to develop. That will help to bring fruitfulness. And then his creational gifts, gift of administration. I don't think I have that one. Uh, <laughs> Gift of administration, gift of helps, what a blessing. You know, if you're somebody who operates in the gifts of help, what a blessing. Gift of serving, gift of teaching, gift of giving. I have a friend who loves to give, she really does. Every time I meet her for coffee, she says, Caroline, I'm paying. And I Okay, yes, but she loves giving money to people. And, um, yeah, that's my money. <laughs> so, gift of leadership. Leadership is a gift, it really is. Um, gift of mercy. I just want to say, if you have a mercy gift, make sure you keep the right side of the line because you can find you can give mercy to everybody and I don't think God wants us to give mercy to everybody. You know, there are certain boundaries to put in otherwise you get burnt out. So, this is all equipping. I just, I'm going to bring a verse before we listen. 1 John 3, 27. I used to meditate on this verse a lot. As for you, the anointing you have received from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you and then it says, remain in him. I like that. <laughs> so you have an anointing from the Holy One, and that anointing teaches you all things. And as we remain in him, we will be bearing much fruit. And somebody had a word earlier that there was a tree, it was a vine, right? With all sorts of different fruit on it, not just grapes all sorts of different fruit, and we all will produce different
different fruit because of who we are. But as a church, it will come together as a beautiful whole, as everybody, um, you know, bears fruit out of who they are. And that thing I, ha um, I had a sense about the word um, when George was praying at the end, I had a sense that people will come and people will come from the community because you are ones that live the word. You're authentic. It's not just a book you hold and say, oh, this is a Bible. You are all living the word. And so you're authentic and people will will be drawn, people are drawn to authenticity these days. And so you will be drawn, they will be drawn to you because you are authentic. You know, you say, we're going to pray for healing and Joe Bloggs gets healed. Come on. It's exciting, isn't it? So where I'm going next, before we go to this, we have an anointing from the Holy One. And Acts 1, 8 and 9 says, but you shall receive power. I really felt Holy Spirit to impress upon me. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Swanley, in Kent, in the UK, and to the ends of the earth. That's Caroline's interpretation of it. So if you'd like to stand, I, I have a sense, Father's saying to me right now, he's sending an anointing on you as a people, as a church. And that anointing, the anointing is the Holy Spirit. The anointing will teach you all things. So, Father, I want to say thank you that right now, you are a pouring out an anointing at everybody in this room, everybody who listens, if they do, to a podcast. And I want to say thank you for that anointing that teaches us all things. And so I just declare that from heaven that anointing. And you shall receive power the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I, <coughs> yeah, there's a Holy Spirit um, Kairos moment right now for the outpouring of his dunamis power onto you as individuals and uh, as a church. So... I received an email this week from someone. At the bottom, it said, come Holy Spirit. But I thought, yes. So, <coughs> just let's stand and receive that power that's being poured on out on us as individuals and as Christ Church at the moment. How much do you want? You can put your arms out as an invitation. Do you want a little bit? Do you want a huge amount? It's ready available. The anointing and the power is available this afternoon.
Peter thinks there's more. So they're going to wait. <coughs> they did. They waited in the upper room. You've been receiving individually. What I'd like you to do is join hands across the lines. And we're going to sing, Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on us as a corporate congregation. Together, we will be filled with your Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 reminded when we sang the song at the beginning of this session to do with surrender and I can remember two years ago I was on the Isle of Man on my own on a holiday which is unusual um, <coughs> and I really felt Holy Spirit said to me surrender some stuff you see and I thought ooh, well I don't want to give it up and he said to me when you surrender something to me I am able to take it and make it grow bigger. And I thought, okay, that's all right. I'll release these things to you, and you can take them and make them grow bigger. And um, so, yeah, that just came to me in the worship. So, <coughs> instead of filling in my second clue here, um, I want to encourage you to do it before tomorrow morning. So, listen to see what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you about being equipped by him. And then what was your takeaway from the, the session? Here we go. Listen to him over how he wants to equip you. Because it'll be right for you. Won't be right for your neighbor, but it'll be right for you. And it'll be huge fun. So I just want to pray. 
Holy Spirit, I thank you <coughs> that you equip us. Help us to be obedient to your nudges, whatever they are about. I thank you that we have an anointing from you, and that anointing teaches us all things. And I want to say thank you that daily we can receive power from you. And I just bless the word of God in you today. I bless it to be fruitful. I bless it for a 100% harvest on what you have received from the Holy Spirit today. And I declare that the enemy will not rob, steal, or kill anything in the name of Jesus. And so I bless you individually, and I bless Christ Church to be fruitful in the next season. In Jesus' name, amen.